New and improved G-Money. New and improved. Oh yeah, we're not just new, we're improved too. So or we're not just improved, <laughs> we're also new? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so Grant has a nominally new mic setup in that he has um, mi- mimicked mine after a couple weeks of uh, questionable audio quality on the editing end. I asked Grant to get a pop filter and he went, he got the whole kit and caboodle of a pop filter and a boom arm. It was like eight bucks extra. No, I know. I, yeah, I know it's not like a big investment, <laughs> but yeah. it's an investment it's, you made either anyway. So yeah, it just felt like a rip off for what the pop filters were. And so I looked up what like the whole deal was and I was like, yo, that doesn't feel like a rip off. The pop filter alone feels like a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so my hope, I know this is a silly hope, but it's a hope nonetheless. Uh-oh. Is that with this new innovative technology uh, that you have in front of you, my editing can be a little quicker, not out of laziness, but out of better audio quality. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's the dream. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It might be a learning curve for a week or two, too. Yeah. So, I had an idea earlier this week that I wrote down, which I wanted to present to you mm-hmm. as a um, a future part of Comical Start Enterprises. Ooh. Okay. I like the sound of that. So, obviously... Are we going public? Ob- <laughs> Obviously, now that you have improved audio quality, or at least consistency, Uh-oh. we can finally start um, earning some money on this, right? Oh, okay. And, yeah, and sure. so, And so as we get people who are, want to throw money at us and become members of some sort of this podcast, perhaps Patreon supporters, uh-huh. my immediate thought was we can offer a sort of mix and match version of the episodes. And see uh, what people like. So what this means is there's always three distinct segments of the show. And people can choose which segments they want to actually listen to each week. Mm. Maybe they actually hate our 15 to 20 minute intros and just want us to get to the stupid comics. We could do that. We can just give you the comics or the comic versions, you know. Uh, And it'll just be a shorter episode. That'll be easy. Mm -hmm. Or... You know, maybe they hate all the comics that I bring on a weekly basis, and they just want to hear yours. They can do that. Mm-hmm. You can mix and match. That's my that's my grand idea. That's a wonderful idea, Mark. And um, <laughs> what if we change it to be something else? <laughs> yeah. What do you propose? See, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm doing better. <laughs> See, remember, new and improved. New and improved. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's totally what yes and is meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and let's ignore everything you just said and do something completely different, right? Uh, That's I thought what it was. I mean, I I assume that your first idea would be sending cabbages to people. Well, obviously, or just other trash, like yeah, <laughs> or not 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 trash, like uh uh other man's treasure. Let's call it. <laughs> Um, that's right we'll have different tiers the the lowest tier is the one that you don't seem to like which is the uh um custom episode tier 
Yes. And then the other man, <laughs> other man's treasure tier. <laughs> yes, other man's treasure tier. Ooh, what are some other tiers we could have? We could have like cabbage aficionado, so you're only sent cabbages. Mm. Like if you're really into like making sauerkraut or something. Well, maybe no. If it's cabbage aficionado, then I feel like we need to try a little harder. Like we need to get, we need to source different varieties of cabbage. Oh geez. And then and then every once in a while, you know, do some clever thing related to the. Uh, this is on my mind because I've been watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh my god. The the my cabbages guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I like just watched Avatar within the past like two months. Nice. Because another friend told me, yeah, it seems like this t- kind of stupid show that you'd like to watch. And then I went home and started watching it. You had never watched after. it before? No. Oh, wow. I watched it a lot in like, I don't know, when it first aired. But I don't think I ever finished it. Or I never watched the entire thing because it's hard to do that when it's just like on regular TV. Yeah. Um. So I went back and I think I just watched. I, I knew the first two seasons very well. And so I went back and watched the third season and Mm -hmm. they actually what i've been watching since which if you actually enjoy the show a lot you may enjoy the legends of korra which is is it worth it it is a sequel series that it's five seasons long that is following the next the next avatar about 75 years after the events of the last airbender Mm mm-hmm so mm-hmm. Aang has passed away. Ba- basically, everybody from the last Airbender has passed away except for Katara, and uh, mm-hmm. the new Airbender has been selected, and she's like a feisty teenager from the Water Tribe. And mm-hmm. there's like this, like there's this whole like more. It's a more like modern take. Like it's still an anime. It's still very similar in spirit, but has mm-hmm. like much more. I think slightly more mature themes. Because instead of it being like a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. like Aang's like, I'm pretty sure Aang's 10 to <laughs> going on 11. Something about around which, there. Which I when least. you finish watching it, you're kind of like, that's a little weird, you know? <laughs> and I'm and I'm very, pretty It didn't take me till I finished to notice that. Yeah, and Zuko's 15 or 16. And then in The Legends of Korra, Korra has to be like, uh, like 16 to 18. And, every, and almost everybody else in the show is like that it is you know most of the people that she interacts with are like teenagers early 20s and then some older and then some like people in like their 40s through 60s for the most part mm-hmm. so it has like a, a bit more adult mature way of doing things and it's much more like a kind of like a modern day ish take mm-hmm. in a sense like it's not all like mostly rural towns like you know, where the big cities like Bossing Say are still sort of like a an mm-hmm. ancient, but still kind of technologically advanced, but only in a certain way. Yeah. And most of, at least the start of the Legends of Korra is taking place in like a new city that Aang and Zuko built together that is like pretty technologically advanced compared to The Last Airbender. Interesting. So it's a good show. I think you would also enjoy it if you have something, if you if you want something to watch. Yeah, I was kind of considering it, so but I like didn't feel like pulling the like pulling the trigger with it, so I just kind of went back to rewatching something that I'd like previously watched, but like not paid enough attention to, but still sure. enjoyed. So 
I'm yeah, going I through that right it. now. But. but but the whole the whole, the point that I was getting at is that there is an instance of a company called the Cabbage Corp that was clearly founded by the Cabbage Guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Yeah, Cabbage Corp. <laughs> That's like I just love like stupid running gags like that. Like yep. It adds nothing to the show other than just, like, pointless comic relief, I feel like, which is, like, perfect. No, it adds something to the show, which is making the viewers feel like the writers understand them. Okay. It feels like a little in-joke that, like, you feel special because you understand it. Yeah. Like, if you just, like, watched an episode without the backstory, you'd be like, oh, that sucks that dude's, like, cabbage stand got destroyed, but, like, I don't understand why this is supposed to be funny. Like, mm-hmm. That's fair. But then if you've seen it happen, like you're like, oh, I, I get you. I get you. I'm mm-hmm. on the inside of this joke. I'm yes. a cool cat. That's right. Okay, so Cabbage Aficionado. We would have to debate the terms of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would there be? Mm. I mean, we could come up with like some, like more special ones. Like, uh, um, this isn't a great name, but it's all I can come up with. If you're like one of the first n number of people to give us money then you're a comical starter Ooh, and uh, we give you something special for that i don't know what that'd be but kind of like kick you know like kickstarter um mm-hmm. you know you, whenever you like if you pay more or an earlier backer you get more things for your money yeah like an early bird backer or whatever exactly yeah so we'd have to do something like that like mark and grant will draw a comic for you I don't, I feel like we should give them something that's not a punishment. <laughs> or maybe half of that's a punishment, half of that's a reward. I don't know. Mark and Grant will send you an email. <laughs> we'll follow you on Twitter. <laughs> there we go. Now you're getting at something. We can like bring all of our clout and our following to help raise their social media presence. That's right. We'll make you an influencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else there would be. What else have we complained about consistently? Oh, I know what there could be. There could be a... So if we don't want to do as clear of a split around just whether what parts of the episode they like, we could... I could uh, have my uh, bomb pop faction. (laughs) Oh, God. What would that entail? Oh, just people who agree with the correct way of eating a bomb pop. We don't want to make a tear for people who are wrong. Like, no one's going to self-identify as that other than you. I disagree. Um, hmm. You could just call them the mistakes. Like, I don't know. Hmm. Like, they make big mistakes in their life, so they just... And they just I know. Okay, owning it. I know. What? Uh, or at least this would be, like, more, more of a, a perk, like an audience interaction perk type mm. of thing. So not a, not a tier of payment... But if someone can give us proof that they eat a Choco Taco, we could get them something. So does, this isn't like them becoming a patron or something. This is just like... Well, they would probably have to be a patron to like be qualified for this reward of sorts. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think like, you know, from the podcast that I listen to, making pins is a pretty big deal. Sending people pins. Mm. Um, or we could send pens if we wanted to. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, daddy. So, uh, Chaco Taco themed pen, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and I could get, that would be an excuse for me to get into pen making. That would be fun. I could buy a lathe. Okay, that would be, <laughs> I, I suppose if we're dropping somewhere in the middle of reality and fantasy where we are actually doing this, but if we were, there would actually be a small enough number of people that you could actually make people fence on a lathe by yourself, <laughs> then sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't know how much free time I have. Uh, I don't think you understand the scope of how few friends I have, Mark, and thus how much free time I have. I don't know. The way that you get to be late to a podcast, it's always confusing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At this point, I'm just late on purpose because I feel like like there's no way that you actually show up on time every time because you know I'm going to be at least like a minute and a half late. I feel minimum. like you don't understand... The like loyalty and trust that I have. Like I've I bet I've been late to a recording at most twice because of extraneous circumstances. Um but I'm here like five minutes early every single time. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. That's how I've been trained. Uh oh. (laughs) I'm not expecting you to be five minutes early, but I like to be five minutes early so I can make sure everything's set up. Okay. So, so then I can just tell myself I'm giving you time to get set up as I'm taking a shit before the episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, yes. No, you can't say that. Okay. That's, that's fine. We'll figure it out. Because I'm here. getting here five minutes early so that I'm ready to go by the time that it's supposed to start. I mean, I don't really care. Most of the time I'm just watching YouTube waiting for you to... Call. That's kind of what I've. That's kind of what I've assumed at this point. There's yeah. no way he just like is sitting there, just like waiting for my call. Yeah, He's that's not what I. That type of a person. Well, I was sitting here waiting for you, but I wasn't just like twiddling my thumbs waiting. I was watching YouTube and waiting. Yeah, and still sitting waiting. Here, sitting here, only waiting for my call. Maybe I'll do that next time. Please don't. <laughs> I'll just like send you a Snapchat video and just like hold, like be like, all right, I'm set up, and then I just start holding down the record video button until you call. And then send that to you. That's not going to be useful because I'm not going to notice until afterwards because I shut off like all of my notifications before we record. Oh, it's not. It's not about. It's not about being useful at any particular point. It's more just to show you eventually. Oh, what? So it's useful like later to make me feel guilty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, we can move on. We'll, we'll we'll hash out. You know, email us if you think that you'd like to give us money for this show. <laughs> and we'll figure out what tiers of support makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever dollar amount you're willing to give us as well, like Yeah, like if if this is like if we tier this at like 25 cents a month, 50 cents a month and 75 cents a month, honestly that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I have like, no well, idea what the minimum is for Patreon. I don't know if they t- Actually, I don't know. Do they take a they probably don't take a percent. They probably take a like a flat amount. A flat amount. So you probably have to at least beat that. You have to at least probably be a dollar. Yeah. It probably does have to see. be at least a dollar. We can try. Yeah. We could have the penny tier. They could be the penny pinchers. They get us a picture of us pinching a penny. <laughs> a picture of you? A picture of you on the podcast? Well, it would be like a picture of my hand pinching a penny with like my fingerprints blurred on out. Patreon. Pricing. No, it is a percent. Oh. Do they have a min? 
Ooh. Uh, I don't know what the. Let's see. The, the lowest tier is 5%, the middle tier is 8%, and the top tier is 12%. Pretty sure we would want the lo- the smallest one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say that there's anything minimum required. Mm-hmm. Beats me. Does that mean if we, I could set this up now, and if we never have anyone join, I don't have to pay anything? What do you think? I don't know. We should do more research. No, I'm just going to do this right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I feel like this might interrupt things if we're just like... No, you're fine. Let's do it. So am I, am I supposed to do it? Because yeah. you said let's do it? So I'm supposed to go through... Ooh, Lucky Cow by... Ooh, Mark Pet. Shoot. Okay, sorry. I was scrolling down to see if there were comments. Um, so we're at a... What appears to be a fast food style restaurant that is maybe called the Lucky Cow because the workers appear to be wearing cow themed visors of some sort. These look like crappy visors too. Anyway, so we've got we've got um a maybe a middle aged white woman standing at the counter as the cashier, and there is a man who looks like he is either retired or on vacation, who is standing facing her placing an order it appears and so she says can i take your order he responds i'd like a number two but could i get could i get a substitution the uh cashier turns around and begins to walk away from the register then a new middle-aged african-american woman walks up to the register and says can i take your order (laughs) i mean it's not actually that funny but have you ever been to the Lucky Cow? Is this a real place? Uh, I don't know. Okay. That's fine. I thought you'd I, do the legwork ahead of time, but that's okay. So, my first question is, is that a shirt you would wear? No. <laughs> They're like bowler <laughs> shirts, it looks like to me. Okay, well, let, okay, yeah, that's fair. Let's ignore the uh, accoutrement oh, of the uh, collars and... Is it still called a cuff if it's a short sleeve shirt? Are we talking about the man shirt or the worker's shirts? I'm talking about the man shirts. Oh, I also would not wear that one. Okay. Are you still Sorry. annoyed with the collar and the cuff, or are you talking about the pattern now? All, yeah, all of the above. Okay, just figured I'd check. I was just curious. Uh, So, what I want to ask you about mm-hmm. is surprising, interesting tasty, whatever you want to say, either additions or ideally substitutions in food that you've had. Ooh. So take a standard dish, a quote-unquote standard dish, and substitute something or add something that has vastly improved it. Adding honey or some sort of sugar syrup to Chipotle. Wow. Okay, that came out of nowhere. I, I wasn't mentally prepared for that one. Uh, so okay is this like a like if you're getting a bowl and you like pour it on top and mix it in how much just like a drizzle like a it depends like how full your bowl gets 
because it's got to be like kind of proportional to the amount of stuff in there. It's so like yeah, you can definitely enough so you can definitely like tell that there's been like a bit of a change, but not so it's like it tastes like candy or anything. I'm not talking about like half a cup of honey or anything. Huh. I would call it like a a moderate drizzle. I got this from it was like some YouTube video of like people who had like used to work at fast food places giving you like their their personal like fast food hacks that they would like make for themselves or something while they worked there. Like if they got like got lunch and they were a cook, like they would make this like little modification to the standard menu item to make it what they wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. And someone who had worked at Chipotle said that like the best thing that they always did was I don't know if they even still do this, but like they used to have like you could order margaritas at most Chipotle's. And so they had like margarita syrup in the like it was essentially like a sugar syrup, I think, in the like cooler or whatever that they would like add to when they were like making someone a margarita. And so they said they would always add that. And so I like started trying like adding like honey or something to it. And I was like, yo, this is actually like delicious. Huh. It's like it definitely is out of place, but it's kind of really nice. The like delicate sweetness that it can add. So I don't like out of hand dismiss you. I I always am hesitant when I see things like that. Like when I see the like hot honey thing with pizza. Yeah. I've never tried that. Mm-hmm. I can't say for sure that it would be bad, but I've just never tried it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> see, I feel like, yeah, I, I, if I were to try this, I'd almost have to do it with a bowl because I'd be yeah, a bit too afraid to use it as like a dipping sauce for my burrito. Oh, that's no. Yeah, that's too far. Yeah. Because I feel like, because for me, I get some of like the hot salsa in my burrito or the hot sauce or whatever. Yeah. And so like, it's like moderately spicy. And so like the sweetness really kind of helps balance like the, the, because it can have kind of a tend to have like a, like a, the spiciness can be kind of intense at times, but like it can have like, it's just like all like salty and savory. There's no like real good sweet note unless you get like uber uber extra like pico and corn or something yeah i guess this the analogy that i can draw and also the reason that this sounds wrong to me is that Mm -hmm. this is like a flavor profile that i'm used to in like asian cuisine yeah no you're right right Mm -hmm. like a sweet and spicy or sweet and like that's like there's a bit more of a mix there Mm -hmm. and i've had explicitly like a spicy honey chicken of sorts Mm -hmm. and so like my brain is used to it there but not in like mexican type food or Mm -hmm. or latin american food and so i'm just having a hard time like reconciling that in my brain (laughs) yeah i can understand that kind of hesitation for sure um yeah but my my only argument would kind of be like just because it's you feel hesitant doesn't mean it's not right like I mean, yeah, I don't um, disagree. See, I would try this like tomorrow. Like, I I'm have still have my fajita situation, mm-hmm. but I don't have anything spicy enough in that. Yeah, to that it would sound Balance. like it could even possibly be an improvement. Because mm-hmm. all I have is all I do is you know, um, cheese, uh, bell pepper, onion, guac. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not doing anything that spicy. I suppose I could try and add mm-hmm. like a lot of cayenne pepper to the veggies or my shrimp mm. or something. Mm. But 
that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit. And, like, I feel like you need a bit of that kind of, like, the, like, bulkiness of the beans and rice to kind of help distribute it and balance it out a bit. Because hmm. I feel like if you just have a, like, a taco or burrito or fajita or whatever, they're just, like, just, like, kind of meat and light toppings, as I'll describe them, I feel like it might be a bit intense and kind of overpowering and kind of take over the flavors of the dish. But if you've got, like, kind of the bulk to kind of help mellow it out a bit and, like, spread out the flavor almost. Hmm. It can be Intriguing. Nice. I haven't been to Chipotle in actually a little bit now, which mm-hmm. is unusual for me. It's probably been close to a month. Um, hmm. I also don't think I have honey, but mm. I'll try and keep this in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Can I go on a quick rant about Chipotle? Sure. I have had the first experience where I have almost like looked up how to complain to a a restaurant of some sort about something that's happened to me. Awesome. Because I had something to me that feels somewhat horrific happen twice. I know I am like being a huge diva and overreacting to this, but I always get a, or in recent years, I've always gotten a burrito bowl with a tortilla on the side. So then I can use half the burrito bowl to make like a baby burrito and then I can kind of just like eat out of the bowl whatever else that I want. And like I I just like doing it that way. Um, And so normally when I've done that, it's like a dinner from the Chipotle near my apartment. And it's always been great and I've never had an issue with it. Um, But recently because I've been kind of working at work with hours where I'm eating dinner at work... um, I have decided a couple of times, like, oh, I don't feel like making a dinner f- to bring to work tonight. So, like, I'll just, like, go get Chipotle quick. Um, and so I've done that. And so, I've, like, I've ordered it online and then just gone and picked it up. I've done that twice. Both times, my tortilla has been a disaster. The first time I did it, it was as if someone had dehydrated the center, I would say, the center third of my tortilla while like heating it or something and then proceeded to fold this normal tortilla outer ring that had in the center essentially like a crunchy cracker and so they folded it and it just like the the center like disintegrated into crumbs and then they rolled it a little bit because they they folded into quarters and then they put it in the tinfoil and they like roll it a little bit when they like give it to you for as just like the side item and so like it was totally destroyed and it really like ruined my like eating experience because like i was expecting to get a tortilla and then i just got like these little chunks of decent tortilla and then this like crackery crumb of dried out tortilla so i was like kind of bummed when that happened but it wasn't like enough for me to be like oh i'm gonna complain to them like make a big like a big fit about this fast forward late later like three weeks I finally kind of have gotten over it and I decided to try to order from there again. This time I go and pick it up and I'm like about, I'm like super close to just like ordering my order at Chipotle or opening my order at Chipotle to like make sure they didn't mess up my tortilla this time. But I'm like, no, it was just a fluke. There's no way they could have messed it up twice. Yeah. So then I drive the like seven to 10 minutes back to work. So it's too long to like drive back there and complain. 
sit down at the table that I'm going to eat dinner at, unroll my tortilla. (sighs) (laughs) And right down the center of the tortilla, about across, I would say, three quarters of its diameter, is a long, complete tear. Like, all the way from one edge to about three or four inches from the other edge. Right across the center of the tortilla. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what the F? Like, I don't know. It just, like, bothers me. Am I, like, completely unjustified to be annoyed by this? Or... um, So, the 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 dry one, I, I get that. That sounds very frustrating. I would not be happy either. The tear, especially given the context of it having been basically unusable the last time that doesn't bother me at all personally even if that were to happen in a vacuum like i i did exactly this i ordered and i've never had this experience i've never heard of it and i get a kind of a somewhat torn up tortilla for whatever reason i'd just be like oh that's weird and that'll probably be at the end of it if it was still a perfectly edible tortilla yeah but like my concern is is the fact that there was no like I I unrolled the tortilla from the tinfoil and looked at it when it was still folded in quarters and it's not that I tore the tortilla when I was unfolding it. I saw the tear before I started unfolding it. So it's like somebody at the Chipotle, they tore the burrito in half or the tortilla in half. And then they're just like, oh, I'm just going to fold it up and give it to the dude. Like, like if you're in line ordering and they put even like the tiniest tear in your burrito, like they always go and like, oh, do you want an extra tortilla? Or do you want me to like rewrap it or whatever? Yeah. But just like. <sighs> but that's way different than that's because it's containing a bunch of stuff as opposed to this is a tortilla that I mean, I, you may need to remind me how precisely you use the tortilla. Whenever I do a tortilla on the side, I'm ripping it up anyway. Yeah, see, no. So I use it to make a little baby burrito out of. Okay. Because I find that when I get a bowl, I get, I tend to get more stuff in it than I get with a burrito. Ah. Uh, well, then it sounds like uh, you'll get a sort of Apple-like response of, uh, no, it's a feature, not a bug. You're using it wrong. This is actually a new like service that we offer. I know. But, I don't know. For me, that's why it wouldn't bother me. Is like, yeah. It's getting ripped up into strips anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, they but could just it- give me it cut into long strips, and I'd be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> but as a worker at Chipotle, do you know that? Like, like No. I mean, I, I, I don't, like, disagree, but also, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm not saying that it's necessarily right, but I give a lot of slack to fast food workers who have to work fast and deal with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when I walk into a Chipotle at lunchtime, like, a couple times this summer, and you see, like, the entire takeout rack filled with orders, mm-hmm. and there's a line to order in person despite everything going on i feel a little bad for them mm-hmm. and and i and if i were in their position i probably wouldn't sweat over a torn up tortilla either interesting uh, that's being added as a bowl thing 
Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because typically if you're the one doing the takeout order, like depending, like some Chipotle's, I know that my local one here in San Diego has now added a like separate quote unquote line, uh, not line, uh, like, like a, like a prep line. I mean, on uh, yeah, the side of the restaurant of for doing things. So in yeah. that case, then it's like, okay, you probably, I guess could be bothered to do the tortilla again. Um, but at least especially in some Chipotle's and how they, most of them, actually all of them used to be when web mm-hmm. orders were first a thing, they'd have to like go yell at the person yeah, making a, a burrito to throw a tortilla on real quick. Yeah. And they'd like so. kind of take up a spot in the liner essentially. Yeah. But. So, I don't know. Like, I give people a lot of slack in that way. I worked at like the Pizza Hut in a Target. So, like, I know how this stuff goes. I once had someone... Um, get mad at me because they're breadsticks they thought were overcooked. And these are breadsticks okay. that, like, you know, we cook in a pan and just, like, throw through the oven for a fixed amount. Of, like, it's a fixed mm-hmm. amount of time. There's literally nothing I can do. It's basically against the rules for me to do anything other than that for food mm-hmm. safety reasons. But mm-hmm. they got mad at me anyway. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. No. Like, it's just, like, the frustration. I think the biggest thing for me is, like, each time in a vacuum, like, oh, yeah, that was a bummer. Like, I wish that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact that it was literally, like, two trips to, to Chipotle back to back. Yeah, and I I've, think you just... I've uh, never had an issue ever before. And it makes me... I think me, you just lost the lottery a couple times there. I think that's pretty much all you can say. Are you sure? Like, I mean, I, I can't say that for sure. But, like, these are two unrelated, at le- or at least completely different issues that you've just had. And so, like... I don't know. Maybe they just had some random new people work. Like, who knows? But I'm just saying that it sounds like you probably just got unlucky a couple times. So do you want to know my... Th- or it wasn't my original theory. It was the theory of I would my love to know the conspiracy theory that someone came up with surrounding this Chipotle. Yeah. So their conspiracy theory was that somebody in the area has the same name as me, same first name and first, last, first initial of their last name, and they're just a total a-hole. Um, and that some of the Chipotle workers know this name doppelganger of mine. And so they see the name pop up on the order and they're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to subtly F with this dude and just tear his burrito or F it up in some stupid way. And so then I just come along unsuspecting me and just pick up these orders that were meant to like destroy this dude's evening. And then instead of destroying this evil doppelganger's evening, they just they just destroy mine. I wasn't prepared for a theory that bad, but it's a very bad theory. I will not entertain okay. the thought. What? Why? That's a that's a terror. That's such a dumb theory. Like people say this stuff all the time. Like no one in restaurants is doing that. Like nobody's doing that. No one cares. No one cares or pays attention that much. So. I know, but it's okay. What's your good theory then? I don't, I told you my good theory. My good theory is that you just got the short end of a stick a couple times. <laughs> like, oh God, I just think I should buy lottery tickets then. No, the odds I think of that just are, saying that you shouldn't. No, the odds of that are astronomical. Uh, I don't and think it's like, astronomical. And because like gambler's I'm, fallacy of like, yo, I've been losing a lot. I'm definitely going to win next time. I think that that should apply more locally to the Chipotle ordering than to buying a lottery ticket. But okay, so you. I should find a Chipotle with like what slot machines in it or something and go there and gamble. Sure, let's go with that. Okay, I'll find whatever one. makes you feel better. 
That'll make me feel better. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wanted to tell you real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I've voiced this complaint to you. Probably not since I worked at this at since I worked at the Pizza Hut in Target as a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the the way that breadsticks work is you put <clears throat> three in a box. Okay? You get this long skinny breadstick box, you cook a whole pan of them, you make right, you put three in a box. Mm-hmm. So you got and you and the pan, you, it holds or you typically would put in nine breadsticks. And, uh, you know, so you get three boxes out of each pan. Mm-hmm. My first day working there, it just so happened that, um, so we also have to prep these breadsticks. The breadsticks come as perforated pieces of dough. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you pull them out of a box. Mm-hmm. The fir- unbeknownst to me, these perforated rows of breadsticks come in rows of 10, not nine. But the first one that I pulled out... massively annoying. The first one that I came out, that I pulled out of this box, was a row of nine. So I did the entire time prepping, assuming that every other row also was a row of nine. Mm -hmm. So I had many, many pans of 10 breadsticks prepped that day. I don't think anyone ever... I don't know. I don't remember the resolution to this, if anyone ever found out, or even how I ended up finding out. Mm -hmm. Um... But I did eventually and realized that, nope, I have to, instead of doing this the simple way, which is taking this row of perforated breadsticks, spraying it with grease and throwing it in a pan, I had to, um, A, I was informed, not only that do I have to break off one breadstick from my 10 row to get nine, I, I'm technically supposed to break apart every single one of them and then arrange them because mm. it makes it harder to cut them if you do not break the perforation. Mm-hmm. Which then, of course, leads to you snapping some of the breadsticks in half lengthwise, yep. which is no good. So, now you know. This sounds like a... Uh... No, I don't know. Sure, you can finish the thought. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to, just for... It's for time issues, we'll say. We'll, we'll call it time no, issues. I was going to say for, for dramatic effect, but... Oh, no, I was going to say for... So that I only share things that I'm comfortable knowing that I can share in at least a mildly intelligent manner. So Grant has brought Crabgrass by Tahid Bandia. And we have two uh, small kids chilling at a table and um the girl at on the left is about to sit down she has a bag lunch in front of her and she says hey miles what kind of bread is that and miles who's about to munch into a sandwich he's holding says oh that's an exclamation point on an i i was confused he says oh hi carla it's just wheat bread and carla says wheat bread but isn't all bread made of wheat and miles responds off frame uh yeah i think it's like more healthy or something and carla says huh weird and miles says haha yeah weird 
And then we smash cut to Miles getting home from school, being in his kitchen, chucking his lunchbox down on the ground as he faces his mother, yelling, Are you trying to ruin me? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That was a good comic. Thanks. I really enjoyed it. I honestly didn't have much to talk about from it, but I was like, I was reading across and I was like, I like this comic. I want to share this comic with people. <laughs> also, I love your reading of it. Of Is the is the phrase smash cut a thing or like... That's like, a, make... that's like a film thing. Oh, okay. Smash cut. I've never it's heard a video of that, thing. but it was like just super perfect for the description of what happens in the next <laughs> frame. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. I was just thinking about like how, um, how Miles is just like so irate at the end. Just like, yeah. do you ever feel like that irate in your life? Like, I, I'm guessing from <laughs> how I know you, you're not really the type to like chuck your lunchbox at the ground and scream at your mom while she's trembling. Only um, on Tuesdays. Oh, only on Tuesdays. Great. But I was just like, do you ever like get irate like that, Mark? Like deep down inside. <laughs> Uh, not really. I, I mean, there have been a couple of times, I'm sure, where I've been that angry, like, as a, let's say, post-high school. Like, I mm-hmm. definitely know of a couple of times where I've been, like, particularly frustrated, but that's, like, always a very, like, insular thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, I'm, something happened and I'm, like, basically alone in my room or whatever. I get, like, frustrated in some way. Mm-hmm. Um but I never saw one one to sort of let it out on someone in that way. I'm definitely not anyone who does that. Mm-hmm. So okay. I don't get mad like you do. What are you saying? I don't. Why do you think I get mad like that? I know you do. You've been, you've been that mad on the podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. That's always just an act. I play a character on here, Mark. <laughs> I just I'm just like immersed in the role, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like wheat bread, you know, weird. Weird. <laughs> I don't like wheat bread very much. I, I'm past that. <laughs> okay, but also in a completely genuine sense, like isn't, yeah, isn't like all or most bread made of wheat? Mm-hmm.